The Tony Gebhardt Show. Music, motivation, and positively obnoxious. Welcome to The Tony Gebhardt Show, episode number three. It is a beautiful Saturday. This is a bit of a longer episode, too, so I'm going to keep the talking to a minimum. And if you're watching live, it's going to be a little uncut. I'm going to try that. Of course, once it goes to Apple and Spotify, it'll have uh, all the fancy ads in it and all that good stuff. Bit of a different background today. The studio is being used for a guest room. We have our good friend coming up from California, staying with us for the week. And we've had a blast. We're having a good time. We're going tubing on Sunday. Winter tubing. Inner tube type, uh, type of stuff like that. So it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. Put on some of that winter gear and do the Eskimo thing. I hope everybody's doing well. Happy Saturday again. Hope your New Year's resolutions are still standing strong. Officially declared this house a no sugar free, or no sugar free, (laughs) Uh, no sugar sodas. Yeah, Um, definitely want to cut that out of my my diet because I feel like um, my hubba bubba, is getting bigger on my stomach uh, every day. And I went to the doctors on Monday and I'm 240 pounds. What the hell happened? Like, I, I have an additional zip code in my fucking stomach. And I don't even know how I feel about that. Welcome to the Tony Gephardt Show. Music, motivation, and positively obnoxious. If you're new, uh, definitely give the show a follow and leave a review. Um, they they help. Really, they do. Ratings and reviews, they, they really help. If you don't like it, that's okay. I'm not going to be mad if you don't. Uh, but really got a great show today. Um, really good friend Shane Lowe is in the studio um, and had a great interview with him last Sunday. Uh, did that pre-recorded. I'm really happy. And But at the same time, you know, cabin fever's in full swing, so it's just like... You gotta, you gotta fight that, especially living in Alaska. You really have to fight that, you know, get out of that funk. Shane Lowe's an amazing person. Definitely loved uh, working with him. Today is about Shane Lowe. Really good friend, man of many trades. Really enjoy talking to him. When him and I talk, like you ever, like, you know, you have a friend or somebody in your life that you sit there and you can just freaking talk to for three, four hours at a time. And it almost feels like. No time has passed. I mean, he's kind of one of those guys to me. We'll just sit there and babble about music, nonsense, or really anything that our mind really just generates. It could be, you know, not, it could be ridiculous. It could be nothing, but um, nevertheless, it was great. So I'm going to stop talking and we're going to switch over to his interview. Before we get to the podcast with Shane, I do got to tell you about a cool game that I have been playing the last couple of days. It's called Scramble, made by Stephen D. StephenD.net. This game is addictive. You're going to find it just as equally addicting. You got to run around a field. Collect as many points as you can. Get the power-ups on top of the platforms. Yet again, don't get your ass hit by those flying rocks. What about a cannon that comes at you at a million miles an hour? Don't even worry about it. This game is fun. You're going to get really good at it. I know I have. Uh, And the cool thing is you'll be able to beat your high score each time. That is if you can do it before the lava pit consumes you. Go get the game, stevend.net. <laughs> You're going to get a taste of what I feel when people say this to me. I, I thought you were in like your late 30s. 
Oh when my we met. god! You were like, it, you have like the voice, you've got the personality, you've got the maturity. I was like, oh man, this guy. I don't know why this guy is talking to me. <laughs> my, my tone, my th- <laughs> half as good as you. Oh, my okay. tone has to be so expressive because usually I'm on the on the radio and uh, no one can see my face to know that I'm joking. The people take me too seriously. So uh-huh. it's, a, it's a dangerous world out there, man. It is. Well, you know what they say about, I, I think, like content creators and radio personalities and things of that nature is like, don't take yourself seriously, but take what it is that you do seriously, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right? You I have to like... be serious about what you do. You have to have that commitment. If you commit to something, you have to follow through. That's that's always a, a, been a key to anything that I've succeeded in in my life is yes. being able to know when to make the commitment so that you can follow through and deliver. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about music, man. I know you are a percussionist mm. and you uh, do recording as well. When did uh, when did all that start? And tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so I started out uh, playing just about as far from percussion as you can get. When I was uh, four or five, I started out on the violin. Uh, my, my grandparents took me to a preschool that had a violin teacher, and so it, you know, it was free. So it's like, well, why should we pay for any other lessons? Let's just start him out on violin and see what happens. So I, I learned like rudimentary rhythm in violin class, actually, because you would have to clap different rhythms mm-hmm. so that your timing didn't suck when you were actually playing the violin. Right, right. Um, and so like my whole family got super invested. Like they bought me a Charlie Daniels fiddle for i think it was for my birthday one year wow. and like everyone was was super like ah oh, yeah shane's gonna be a violinist and then it's like guys like I, i'm not a i'm not a violin fan I, I, I like i'm a fan but like it's not my it's not the instrument for me um and so they're like oh well that's that makes sense you know other blind musicians like ray charles and stevie wonder like they're pianists so you need to play piano that makes a lot of sense so uh my dad paid for me to get piano lessons uh, when I was like six. And so I went into piano and uh, he went to every lesson with me and he would, we would all, me, the teacher and my dad would sit in the booth and uh, the guy worked really hard to teach me piano and I did not care. <laughs> I was wow. Like, wow. My dad got me a practice keyboard. Like I had fun, like just like playing around on the practice keyboard, but like learning the rudiments of piano, it just it just didn't capture me. And so I was like, well, my dad got me into rock and roll, classic rock, so I want to play guitar. That's what I want to do. So uh, when I started going to Kentucky School for the Blind in first grade, they had a great music program. And so I took guitar for three years there. Um, and after three years, I still couldn't play the riff to dream on. And so I was like, this is stupid. I'm not playing guitar anymore. <laughs> this is a waste. Uh, and like all this time, I've been super rhythmic oriented so i was really into into the groove uh and my guitar teacher because the 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 drums the drum program was full so i couldn't play drums but my guitar teacher was also a drummer and so if i wasn't an asshole in guitar lessons we would spend the last half of the lesson on drums oh there you go Uh, find a way to i got a little loophole yeah Mm -hmm. yeah there you go. And so the next year, when I was nine, I transitioned into playing the kit, uh, and I was on drums. I, I've been a drummer and percussionist ever since, man. Now maybe we can play a little bit of music on the uh, podcast as well. Um, 
I can put oh, in a sure. track or two or something absolutely. like that uh, while we're talking. Yeah. Um, I'd love to spotlight that. But that's excellent. That's absolutely excellent. And and how old are you now? Uh, I'm 23 now. You I just turned 23. It's so crazy because I remember when we first met a couple years back and uh, started growing our friendship. I thought you were older than me. <laughs> I, I literally did just based on how you pose, you know, you you poise yourself and and your 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 aptitude and your attitude and maturity like it shows that you've experienced a lot in life and <clears throat> you know when when we go through at you know adversities or struggles or you know when when we're forced to grow up quicker than we really wanted to or depending on you know yeah. just our upbringing um you know it really shows in how we uh present ourselves and i i think that's one of the more admirable things about you that really took me um that really took me back for a second, uh, you know, and I, that's one of the things I got to show a lot of respect for. Um, I appreciate so, you, man. Bravo. I thought you were older than you too. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought you were like, <laughs> you're going to get a taste of what I feel when people say this to me. I, I thought you were in like your late thirties. Oh when my we met. God. You were like, it, you have like the voice, you've got the personality, you've got the maturity. I was like, oh man, this guy, I don't know why this guy is talking to me. Oh, <laughs> I get out. I joined the 27 Club this year. Can you believe that? Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. I Did know. You really? Yeah. Man, I, I thought you were going to join the 37 Club. No, not the I 37 Club. I, I, <laughs> fuck you, but thank you. <laughs> oh, we can say that on this show? Uh, fuck well, yeah. you know, right. not, not a ton, but we can, yes. Uh, just. <laughs> Okay, good to know. We can. <laughs> <laughs> the show's uh, full of surprises. It, it is. That's right. I'm loving it. Um, yeah, man. And so it's, I, so, it's, I... so, it's so cool to have you be a part of it, too, because, you know, this is um, early stages of the show, so I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do with it and how yeah. I want to represent people um, and have them represent themselves, really. And, uh, you know, depending on the guest, um, you know, it's either clean or it's either explicit, really, is kind of how I'm going to approach it. <laughs> So fair enough. Um, no talks of drugs, of course, or anything like that. But it's you know, common. I'm straight edge as it gets. So and, so am I. That. So am I. Right on, I have man. a drink or two every now and again, but that's that's really about it these days. Yeah, I'll have a drink or two of like apple juice. You know, that's, ooh, that's like the extent. Of, I, yeah, I'm I'm living on the edge, man. Living on the stuff. edge. <laughs> Going back to arrows. Yeah, man. that's right. Yeah, so, man. Um, in addition to music, man, I mean, you're a man of many, many trades. Um, you do consulting as well as, yeah. uh, you're a, you're a radio show host of a fairly popular internet radio group here in you, the man. blind community, which is awesome. And I'm proud to also be a part of that kind of just as support and, and, uh, be yeah. present with everyone. Tell us about Venom. Long time guest. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, my internet broadcasting slash podcasting background is you know it was born out of a passion project because um as i was developing as a musician recording was really important to me i wanted to like even when i was really young like i wanted to chronicle what my progress looked like if i did something really cool i wanted to be able to show it to people uh rather than like you know, I, I grew up with, you know, kids just like brag about stuff and like no one would ever have proof, you know, that, that like everyone has that one friend who's like, man, I did the coolest shit this weekend, man, but ah, oh, my phone died and I didn't get a video. And I was like, you didn't do nothing. You didn't do shit. So I, right. <laughs> I was like, I've got to, to record this stuff. I've got to have proof because I want to do something with my life, man. I yeah. Wanna, and I want to be able to, I want to be able to, 
to uh, make all the all of the dreams that I have real. Uh, and to be able to do that, I have to have something to back up what I say. Um, and so that really like motivated me to uh, take an interest in recording. And at the same time, um, you know, just for fun, I was getting into audio gaming. So this is, I, I had, there were a lot of people, uh, we could talk for hours about all the people who like shaped my life and who made a huge <clears throat> difference. Uh, yeah, and it's good to have mentors. That's one of the things yeah. on the show I was going to bring up is, you know, talk about your mentors. Absolutely. Well, one of the, one of my mentors a uh, long time is Dr. David Hume. Uh, he was also at the KSB and uh, he... <laughs> built my technical foundation. You know, I'm, I'm a musician, but I'm also a nerd. And so, uh, he was the one after he, you know, built my foundation on how to use computers and assistive tech. He was like, you should join some email lists because I'm really sick of you coming up to my room in the middle of your other classes to ask me about tech shit. So you should join email lists and <laughs> ask those people your tech questions. Like, right. Okay, that's a good idea. Right. Uh, he was way nicer than that. Oh, uh, I'm sure. So I I'm, I'm this, sure. <laughs> I joined this email list and I met this guy who's still uh, a good friend of mine and a, and a web designer uh, that I work with frequently today, Mr. Ashley Cox. Uh, and he had a website where he was talking about audio games. And so I, I jumped into <clears throat> audio gaming and the natural, I found the audio games because he was podcasting them. He was playing games and he was one of the first podcast. He was probably the first podcaster I ever heard. And I was like, this is awesome. So I started making really awful podcasts, uh, <laughs> which, you know, in gaming and podcasting uh, connected me to some very good friends. You know, I started out in internet radio in 2013, thanks to my friends, Justin, Malik and Josh. And, uh, we worked together for, for several years. And then I, I worked for another station out of New York for a couple of years. Uh, and it was like all this time I was thinking about all these things that I wanted to do, uh, right. like with those networks that I couldn't do. Cause sure. like I wasn't in charge. Uh, and no you one wanted, wanted to be to your own I boss. I did. Yeah. yeah. And so when I, when I left that, that group out of New York in, uh, 2019, um, a lot of friends came with me. And, and at that point, I feel like I've got these connections. I know a lot of great people who are driven, who are good at what they do, uh, who are smart and interesting and funny. And I think we can make something happen. And so over the course of you know the next eight months, we uh, conceptualized and developed this platform called Venom. Uh, and it's it, it fills, it, it has a couple different hats. It has a couple different purposes. You know what I mean? So there's it it meets the needs of a lot of different people so on the one side we're talking about internet radio it's people who have a passion for broadcasting uh as a hobby and they love it uh but they have other you know primary work and so this is an outlet it's a platform for them to do what they're passionate about uh it's also because we're fortunate enough to have built up an audience over the last three years it's also uh, a space where we can promote artists and performers like Tony Gebhardt. Uh, but also we've had, I've had the, the, the pleasure to work with a lot of great artists um, over the last few years. And we've been able to, to um, promo and work with people like uh, the band Bad Wolves. We've worked with Sonic Discretion. Uh, we've worked with Andy Timmons. 
um, lots of different people who we've been able to bring on in a more professional capacity to interview and promote their latest work. Um, and so it's kind of that it's, it's a blends, you know, where we can all fuck around and have a good time. Sure. But when it's time <clears throat> to buckle down and get serious, we leverage that audience, you know, to benefit others in the community. And so sure. when we talk about Venom, you know, it's, it's really become like a family and a community. There's a lot of people who come together through that. Um, and it's, it's more than what I, what I ever thought it could be. You know, when we started, we had all these, these mainstream ambitions and, um, what I, what I've been thinking about a lot lately is, you know, mainstream ambitions are valuable, but so many of us on Venom have mainstream ambitions that we're pursuing through other projects. And so protecting that integrity and keeping Venom what it is, keeping it as fun and as, as carefree as it is, but also having that aspect of, you know, uh, connecting and promoting real legitimate performers that is like the perfect balance and it's it's just been so cool to facilitate god i love that. Like that i love that so Thank much you, it gives me shivers every single time because you know i i hear your voice and it this happens every time we talk whether it be on or off recording you know just this this sense of connection this you know uh, uh synchronicity between people when you bring them together <clears throat> in such a way that you know they're able to feel safe they're able to also express themselves at their own capacity with other people who embrace them as they are you know that's a community you've created a community yeah. and um you know does regardless of how big medium or small it is size doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> it's you sure know how to make a girl feel special oh i try it's quality <laughs> you know what i mean it's quality over quantity in a lot of ways with with something like yeah. that and you know but that's you it's it's so funny that you say that though because we went into it with the same mindset you know what i mean we mm -hmm. didn't expect there to be we were pushing for a ton of interest but we didn't expect it out of the gate and i'm, I'm telling you my mind is blown i mean we've got 25 shows a week we're working with 17 or 18 people yeah and it's all not for profit it's all volunteer these people do it because they love it yeah absolutely and that is such an mm. honor to me that they would that what we built you know the the six of us locked up in a in a public team talk server because we didn't have our own just brainstorming the shit that we would like to see in a community that it's hard to find anymore could actually not only develop that level of commitment from the people that we've got on the network, but also people who there, there's a running joke uh, that I still talk about a lot, which is like, I don't know why anyone listens to this shit. This is terrible. Uh, and and I, it surprises me every time I look and I see 40 people tuned in, I see 90 people tuned in. It's It's like, the, the numbers are, and you know, sometimes, sometimes it's a lot lower than that. Sometimes sure. we got seven people tuned in. Sure. But you know what Absolutely. I mean? Like to, to do something, as long as it affects one person in a positive way, um, and isn't contributing negatively. I mean, that's, that's huge to me. That's, that's what I, what I want to do. Well, there you go. You know, Whether when you look at yourself or, from, or from anyway. years ago, <clears throat> when you were, uh, working, uh, you know, at the school for the blind down in Kentucky, or when you 
were in the radio station in New York, you know, did you did you, did you have an expectation that things would be the way that they are now? You I know? you know, I, I hope so. I hope so, but there was always something in the way. You know what I mean? Sure. There was something in the way. You know, I, I didn't mention this, but I started out um on that radio station. We had a radio station at the School for the Blind, and it was old school. It had a, a FM transmitter. It had a big soundboard from the late 80s that was like falling apart. And to sense if you had explicit music, you had to censor it manually by muting the track Woo. Uh, during the curse word. And so I had to learn because I was like I was playing gangster rap. And so like that was my show that I was passionate about. And so I would like learn all the songs by heart and then mute everything manually to censor it. Yeah, and I did a on. terrible job. That's a hands on right to, there. Yeah, that's that's why I went to internet radio because I so I did, yeah. it's like it's a Sirius XM or internet radio and Sirius XM isn't looking for any thirteen year olds. Right. So uh, I went to internet, um, and there was always something in the way. I I couldn't you know I couldn't really be myself on the school station because it's a school station. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I couldn't. You know, there the quality was tough, um, in twenty thirteen, and then it was uh, when I was in New York. It it was the um, the integrity a little bit, you know, there is, I was struggling with that. And so for a while, it was like, I really need to, to sit down and create what I want to see. And, uh, something and you a, did. A, yeah. Thank you, you man. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Something, a, a bandmate and a brother of mine question ATL always says like, if you build it, they will come. And I'm sure that's somebody else's quote, but I always hear it from him. So I'm going to say it's his quote. Well, there you go. Uh, Absolutely. And it's and it's so true. And I've had the great honor of ex actually experiencing that in my life. And you know what? Um, there's a there's a concept that I usually talk about a lot. And I heard it from Bob Proctor, um, mm -hmm. motivational speaker that I really, really like. I got his book, um, You Were Born Rich, right? And the book talks yeah. about That's it's a great it's, title. It, oh, it is. It's a wonderful title. And it you know, his book tailors it towards financial success. But, you know, I kind of went into the book with a different perspective, looking at it from mindfulness and uh, a yeah. sense of accomplishment. So the, here's the concept. It's the law of attraction, right? Um, hmm. When you look at the universal laws, you know, you have the law of attraction, you have the law of, of matter, um, and the law of, uh, oh, what's the other one? Pizza. Um, what, pizza? <laughs> is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, the law of pizza. Yeah, I agree. It's um, an immutable force in society. It is. The way of mozzarella, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a scientific fact. It is. So the law of attraction <laughs> basically says that no, depending on your output will be your input. So yes. if you go throughout life expecting the worst of all that you encounter, situations, people, places, things, then what's going to naturally happen is that's going to be your results. Now, you can't, of course, um, argue with circumstance because, you know, imperfection is bound to be apparent no matter what. But, you know, yeah. those who pursue an actively positive mindset and try to expect the best no matter what generally will be happier because they are tailored to, to, to think about life with a glass half full, right? What do you think of yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's, I think that's so true. Um, you know, if you expect, 
if you come into something and your goal is to get something out of it, you might get something out of it. It's true. Um, but what are you, what are you giving back? Right. Um, and this is something I struggled with for a long time, you know, cause I, I have, I have goals and I have ambition. It's like, I want to get these things. I want to acquire these things and build these things. But like, what am I contributing? What am I giving back <clears throat> to the people who, you know, who shaped my life, who, who built the person that I am or, and what am I giving to the people <laughs> who come to the thing that I build? You know what I mean? Sure. And so like, I was at a, a conference for work about a month ago and, uh, I heard something that was really interesting that I think about a lot now when I think about like networking and moving in a space with a goal. And it's like every, you, you can look at every person as an, an emotional bank account. And the question is like, are you going to add to that person's bank account? Are you going to make a deposit there? Or are you going to withdraw something from, Ooh. from that person? Ooh. Um, and I, th I thought that was really powerful, right? Because there have been times in the past where, I've wanted to make a connection and I've led with the withdrawal and it's like, I might get it, but who knows if I'm actually leaving an impression on that person, I might get That's what true. I want, but if I want something in the future, if I want to keep that relationship up, who knows if they'll have an interest in that because they're like, well, I, I've filled that guy's request. Now he'll probably just leave me alone. That's good. You know? So it's, it's a lot about, when, and when I think about this, you know, I, I, I think about like a lot of the, the success that I've had, you know, either in, in the job that I have um, full time or the the guests that we've been able to bring on to Venom or the connections that I make in, in music with with the bands that I'm that I'm leading now. It's like these relationships, every piece of success in my life has been built off of connections and relationships. Right. There's there's nothing that hasn't come from who I know, um, you know, and so being a person who contributes, who gives back, who who deposits in the the emotional bank accounts of the people that I work with is so important to me because I would like the same. You know, Absolutely. I hate it when people just people will message me like, "Hey man, like, can you do this? Can you connect me with this person? Can you?" And like, why? Like, not that I think that you're dumb or worthless or anything, but like, why, like what, what, how can I sell you to them? You know what I mean? Absolutely. What, I can't, I don't know <clears throat> you other than your request. So how am I supposed to vouch for you and say, yeah, this guy is worth your time. This it, person's got an idea that you should hear. What I really <clears throat> appreciate about this conversation in particular is it makes me think about um, who I used to be years ago, um, you know, and um, I'll be the first to put myself in the in, in the light to be chastised for this. You know, I used to be a leech. Definitely used to. Yeah, be. me too. You know, I used everybody to be. Everybody starts as a leech. Everybody, everybody starts, starts, as, starts a leech. as a leech. You have and to. Yeah, that's, you yeah have. that's true. That's very true. And, yeah. um, you know, I remember in 20 off of good people. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it makes you feel kind of gross when you think about it. And I think that's why it's, it's we humbling. it is because it makes us realize what kind of people we truly want to be, especially as, yeah. um, you know, in your case, you're newly married. Congratulations again. Yeah, thank you so right? much, man. You know, yeah, we're so, five months in. I know. It's fantastic. Yes. And she doesn't hate you yet. <laughs> I <know. laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't 
I don't know how that happened. I know. <laughs> well, and and you know, like I'm getting married soon as well. And the thing that I want to congratulations. Thank you. Thing that I Absolutely. always echo in my mind is, what kind of husband do I want to be? What kind of yeah. father do I want to be to to my future children? And um, what kind of legacy and impression do I want them to see? Uh, you know, going forward with my brand, with my business. And, yeah. you know, um, I think about our friendship in specific, too, because, you know, we recently had a conversation where you were feeling, <clears throat> you know, a, a certain way with me in yeah. Venom. And that really got me thinking. I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm unintentionally doing that. Um, thank you for calling that out. And, you know, that encouraged me like, hey, you need to reach out to Shane more often and um, connect with him because... You know, you guys are great friends. You guys connect. You you have a lot of same interests. And I was like, well, what the heck am I doing? Because, um, you know, sometimes I think it's that accountability um, that's really important too, right? Acknowledging and recognizing Absolutely. the vulnerability of people. And then, you know, where the benefit of the doubt is, it's like, hey, we're not, you know, we're not, uh, we're not angels. We're, you know, we're flawed create, uh, creations of this world that are just trying to put ourselves back together and you know, leave a positive impression on other people. And, you know, I, I thank you for that as a friend. Thank you, man. Cause, cause it's all about grace. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's, it's about, you know, recognize if, if you've got an issue, you've got to, you've got to recognize what could be motivating that and see it from, from both sides and, and then communicate that yeah. in, a, in a way that's, I feel like today a lot of people have problems and their goal is, is not necessarily to solve the problem, the goal is to say that they have a problem. Right. And that that bothers me a little bit because if you if you don't immediately approach a problem, um, you know, after you've taken the time to process it, if you don't immediately approach the problem from the perspective of how do we get back on track? How do we how do we solve this? One hundred percent. It's more about just like you know, just just raging or condemning or whatever people do these days. It's like sure. what do we what do we want to get out of that? Sure. And so 100%. I, you know, I think a lot about, I, I've been thinking about that, that conversation a little bit, actually, because it's, uh, I wrote a blog post a couple of years ago. Um, I was working for a, for a startup company out of Massachusetts who did the, the super sense app. And, um, I wrote a blog post about how as blind people, we have so many resources at, at our disposal for, building a brand and uh, coming up with employment opportunities that are really underutilized. And one of them is like our network as, as blind people or as a person in general, you know, this is true for the mainstream as well, but there are so many talented people that everyone knows, like, you know, at least three people who are really good at stuff, like something that they are really good at. They have a skill. Right. Um, and, you can you can build off that so for example um you know i've as a podcaster i have met other podcasters um i also know tony and so tony who has a music career and i who have a music career we can collaborate <clears throat> together and i connect him with my network vice versa he brings me on this this here podcast machine and we talk we talk. and uh, we benefit each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so <clears throat> we we've generated publicity for each other for free. Didn't cost me anything. Didn't cost you anything. No. 
but we have a network that we benefits do. each other. Absolutely. And as a result, like I know what Tony's like. He knows what I'm like. If one of us blows up and has a lot of success, you're one of the first people I know I could turn to and say, we need an opening act for this gig. I need a reliable guy who's going to come through and play some kick-ass music and talk to a crowd and know how to, how to own it. 100%. Tony Gephardt's your guy. Uh, <laughs> and so you, Thank you. you make those connections. Use your network, man, <clears throat> and it, it will use you in, in a great way. you got to do that health, in a healthy way like we yeah. were talking about earlier. Yeah, you absolutely like, do. Yeah. It's um, such, a, such a valuable commodity that we all so have. So Nate Kyle was the last guy on the show. Um, and yeah, Nate Kyle. One of, yeah, one of the things that he talked about that I found really, really important um, was knowing who your mentors are. And yeah. um, ever since, you know, so as many who you, uh, many of you who do know or who do not know, you know, I was in therapy um, very, very intensely about four years ago from mental health issues and have since healed from a lot of that. But one of the things Respect that... Respect for that. Uh, thank you. Um, of course. One of the things that I took away from those sessions and um, hours of watching videos in the waiting room was um, <laughs> <laughs> was um, like uh, like your videos or like videos that they had videos that they had because like... they would have these like motivation tapes <laughs> or something like that that they'd put on for people to calm okay. them down. It's like is this like random like YouTube videos of Slayer on your phone or is this like no mental health? <laughs> yeah. Like Although I mean, there, I'm sure, there was plenty of that, but like <laughs> you know, but there there was this one video that came on right that really um, echoed through me, and it said, "No, um, identify five key important people in your life," and the five were a mentor, a friend, a professor, a cheerleader, and a um, a coach. Mm. Um, and I thought that was really really interesting because that is interesting like you know cer certain people can um <clears throat> serve multiple roles but yeah. um at the same time you know it gets you into that 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 frame of mind to acknowledge and recognize that hey you're not doing this alone and if you try to do it alone you will fail epically and i think that's the yeah the, i think the key frame that com comes up as a common theme in these types of scenarios with networking and especially as a minority, mind you, you know, it, I think it's more important than ever that people like us who are in the blind community um, to embrace each other. Absolutely. You know, instead of trying think, to fight for the for the pedestal, yeah. we need to embrace each other. It's so true. The, the level of competition in the blindness community is crazy. To it's me. ridiculous. I, yeah. If we honestly i mean if we dropped so much of it like imagine all of the things if the blind community you know really united behind each other and really supported the projects that we, each other was doing it would be unbelievable it the, would the way that we could lift people up it would be incredible mm -hmm. and that's something that you know that that i really try to build um i i i would have shout out something that that video said that I really like, which is the difference between a friend and a cheerleader. Um, because something that I, that I see a lot now that kind of pisses me off a little bit is like, if, if your friend is not also your cheerleader, then they're a bad friend. And people are like, 
people want their friends to just like endorse everything that they do and like if you're making a bad choice a good friend will support you in that and then eventually mm. tell you that they thought it was a good idea in retrospect and help you pick yourself back up and i think that's kind of nuts yeah like sometimes you have to learn stuff on your own and i you respect do. that and that's because true. that's how i i learned a lot from doing that um and I, I can I can get into that story in a little bit, but like, sure, um, it's so valuable to recognize and to be the kind of friend who is like, who gives actual genuine advice, who is like really, if if something seems like a bad idea, I'll be the first one to tell you. I feel like you probably don't want to do that. Right. Like, I don't, right. Right. I don't Absolutely. Think, like. Friendship is about being real and looking out for each other, not just blindly supporting every everything. That oh, absolutely. Wants to do or someone wants to say, yeah, or whatever their opinion is. So I, I love that it that it mentioned that there there can be a difference between a friend and a cheerleader. One hundred percent. And it's both. They overlap absolutely. But a friend is someone who's who is there to also tell you when you're about to screw it up. And I think that's where, in a lot of ways, the mentor and friend can coexist in, yeah. in a lot of ways, right? But I think the problem that we see a lot of the time um, is people have egos, right? You know, we all have an of ego course, to yeah. a certain extent. And, um, you know, back in my day, when, when <laughs> I was 21, um, I, my ego was, was the worst. Uh, no. 15 years ago? N no. No. Nope. And, and, and you nope. said I was 37, so 16. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, sorry. 16 years ago. No. I was one off. Six. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, all I wanted to do was pursue a musical career and nothing else. Um, you know, I, don't, I won't sell myself short. You know, I thought what I thought at the time, and there's nothing I can do about it. So, you know, I won't beat myself up for where, where I was. But I will say where I went wrong is I didn't take sound advice from people who who were in my situation who have been there, right? And wanted mm. to acknowledge and say, look, pursuing a music career is one of the hardest things that you will ever do. And um, if you're not ready for it, you will become a drifter. And lo and behold, I did. I moved seven or eight different times every year because of mm. it. And, you know, I was miserable. <laughs> I was definitely miserable. And um looking back now can you talk more about that sure what, yeah absolutely um so after i graduated high school i went out to alaska and um i lived there for about two months and then i came back to michigan because i was homesick and it was you know 19 yeah. years old and um just released father forgive me and um you know i wanted to tour with it i wanted to start a new band and, and play the songs because i among giants had just split up so I was still in the in the uh, mindset to, you know, watch something grow and do this, do that. So you know, what yeah. do you do when you look for a band? Right, you go to a Craigslist or go to uh, you know local shops and see if people are putting up ads and stuff like that. So yeah, um, all of which that failed because the people that wanted to come in and play wanted to rewrite the music and do this and do that, and um, you know, I was called the control freak because of it. Um, and you know, to a certain extent, I probably was, but at the same time, I still had a vision, right? So it's a perspective thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'll acknowledge both sides. 
and there's a def- a difference between a band like th- there's two kinds of bands there's like <clears throat> a band band that's like writing and recording everything together and then there's like a hired band like hired guns who you bring in to play something that's already been you know that's already been manifested that exists and you need a a touring band or a hired band for it. absolutely and i and i think at the time that's where i was but i did not have the greatest of managing experience so um you know long story short uh that ship sailed so i decided all right fuck it i'm going solo um yeah yeah so tony g yeah solo solo and uh (laughs) so i i went back to alaska again and um initially we went out to england first for my friend's wedding so that was a lot of fun and um got to play some shows in the uk which was just the coolest thing yeah it was awesome the people over there are beautiful and wonderful and um it just felt so spoiled rotten and i try to find so many ways to give back to all the uh airbnbs that we stayed at because you know i mean one of them that we stayed at was this was this mansion right it's like wow 11 bedroom mansion and you know they have a dining hall where they feed everybody i'm I'm just like that's amazing is what's going on here you know and then and uh the lady uh the lady uh sharon i think her name was uh who who was you know she was like oh tony darling you're always welcome to come back you know and she kissed me on the (laughs) cheek you know did the european thing and i was like this is so cool (laughs) i will sharon i'll be back soon i'll I'll be back trust me (laughs) um but Nevertheless, I digress. Um, I stayed in this mindset for a little while. You know, I was doing drugs and kind of toying around with things like that. So, of course, my focus wasn't all the most rational. And uh, um, released another record, and uh, which was in 2018. That was Changes. And um, that's when things went downhill. Um, when, When things really, really hit rock bottom. You know, my parents divorced. Dad was going off to jail, you know, lots of nonsense. Family was breaking wow. apart. Um, grandpa died, uh, and you know, the whole family was starting to crumble into pieces, which was hard to watch. You know, I think that contributed Absolutely. to um, part of my downfall was allowing a lot of that grief to get to the best of me. And um, you know, I got involved with a relationship at the time that was toxic and just ridiculous. And um, oh man, I, I wasn't thinking. You know, I wasn't thinking. So then I started drinking and, um, you know, spending all my money on that, this and that. Didn't pay rent where I was. Um, you know, wa- I basically what took to the wrong? streets a lot of the time, you know, to do what I needed to do. And um, after a while, this got to the point where I, you know, attempted to take my life. And, you know, it was it was it was a hard time of my life in 2019 was probably rock bottom for me. And, um, that's when I knew I needed to change things. So, you know, I did about six months of intensive therapy. Um, and then it started to slow down there a few months after. And, um, I decided I'm like, okay, you know, I love music. I'm always going to do music, but I need to find something else that's going to really, like what's my passion right how do i give yeah. back because i felt like at you the took time a breath, you had to look inside yeah yeah I had, to, I had to look inside you know and what did you see tony um a beautiful soul <laughs> damn right you did 
That's exactly it. I was like, are you, wait, is he doing it? Oh, he's doing it. Okay. <laughs> it's My funny. Man. That's really funny that you mentioned that because that was actually around the time I wrote the song. I know. Um, I remember the story. Yeah. Uh, Tony and I, I the, the first time I, I really worked with Tony was um, July of 2021. I was putting on a, a benefit concert for the Super Sense app that I was talking about earlier. And uh, we had Andy Timmons headlining it. And I was putting together the, my, some of my good friends, best musicians that I knew in, in my circle. And we had, I mean, we had Jenny Rudolph in there. We had my beautiful wife, Precious Perez. Um, <coughs> we had Question ATL, who I was talking about earlier. And uh, we also had Tony Gebhardt right there before Andy. Yeah, that was awesome. And um, it, you did, it was such a great set. And I remember you told that story uh, and the crowd, you know, it was, it was a, it was a completely virtual show, uh, seven performers. None of them were even remotely close to each other No, in the world, in mm -hmm. the country. And uh, the audience was, was really captivated by the story that you were telling and the, the show that you put on that, that was a, it was a hell of a Thursday, man. Oh, it it really was. I I remember, and thank you for that. That was very kind. I thank remember actually right where I was at the time, everything, and I was uh, you know I was nervous, you know. Yeah. Um, and, I was uh, too. Yeah, it was a big. That was a really <laughs> big deal. You know, you had a lot of pressure on you, and it probably you know, nothing it, went wrong. Did, no, no, not at all. My obsessive planning, weeks <laughs> of planning, and. Networking and communicating. I mean, you you came out on top with that. And I couldn't be more proud of you just with that work. Thank you, man. It was fantastic. Yeah. I tell that story in job interviews. Really? About that concert. That's yeah. awesome. And that's the thing. Yeah. I would tell you, I would tell everyone, even if you did something and it seems like it's just a hobby thing, you can totally spin it for an interview. Because, you know, th that concert was ultimately part of my job. But it was... I mean, honestly, that show was something that I had wanted to do for a year, a, a year in, because I was just, I, I, concerts are something I'm so passionate about. Music is my life. And so um, I, I was asked, my current job, which is a, a really, I'm so blessed to have the, the role that I have now, and I, I could talk more about it. But in the, in the interview process, um, I was, I was shocked actually because I ended up. There were five rounds of interviews, and the last one was with the CEO of the company. This is a multi. This is a five hundred million dollar company, and the CEO was interviewing people at my level. I was terrified, and he was like, "What was a moment in your life when you were working? Like, like describe a week of your professional life where you were just loving what you did." And I told the story of that concert because there was so much. I mean, there was there was the the marketing and the promo going on. There was the audio visual, the the checks, the sound checks that we were doing um, there. We were doing interviews. We were doing blog posts. Um, we were releasing all of these like advance pieces to promote the artists, setting up, you know, the tip jars, making sure everybody got paid. It was the most fun I ever had in that job. Oh, my gosh. And uh, you were a part of it, man. Yeah. You were oh, a huge part of it. I appreciate that. You know, 
It was absolutely. It was one of the I think highlights of my year as well. Um, you know, just just being put put in a position where the world felt connected. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like in in a kind of yep. scenario like that where we have you know over a thousand people watching. Um, yeah. You know, uh, everybody is connected from their living room, from their corner of the kitchen in in America yep. or across the pond, and <clears throat> for a moment, you know, you forget about COVID. You you we forgot about yeah. everything that was adding, you know, uh, adulthood stress to the world. <laughs> you know, um, that's that's a gift. Yes, it is. A gift Absolutely, that you cherish, man. you know. Yeah, and and I think about it too. We, the age has been a theme in this podcast for some stupid reason, but like, this is what we're doing in our twenties, man. I know. This is the start. I know. This Absolutely. Is the this is the of, seed. Of what we're going to be able to do. Yeah. yeah. This is the planted this is amazing. seed. So, yeah. um, speaking of that, I feel like this is the podcast to make an announcement. Um, oh. I'm launching I'm a company in the Ooh. coming weeks, and I'm really excited to finally announce Fright Night Media. Wow. A multi-media company. Yeah, absolutely. So Fright Night, that's Fright a, Night. So that's a gamer oh, tag I've, I've used Read for... Read my mind. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Look at that. That's a gamer tag <laughs> I've been using Media. for like no. 12 years. And no, it's not Fright Night like the movie. Let me just clarify mm -hmm. that so we don't get copyright issues. Um, yes. I believe that living life through a justified and rational, uh, 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 what do you want to call it? Um, uh, fear, right? When we live life in fear, we don't get anywhere. But we need to take life as though we are a knight we're a soldier we we you know and and fear is just a part of it because we can yeah. use fear to our advantage it's true it's true right so the whole point of fright night media is to provide live stream games original music and content for those to motivate them and to spotlight individuals like shane low um to be able Hi. to bring people um the perspective and empathy that they need so that they can live a more fulfilling life I love that, man. Yeah. That's that's a beautiful mission. I heard a great quote uh, from John Bon Jovi, the greatest living front man. Who, uh, <laughs> ah. He said, there, we make decisions in life either out of love or out of fear. And that stuck with me for a decade of my life so far. And Living I, on I still a prayer, you know. Day, that's right. Yeah. When I struggle <laughs> to make a decision, it's like, am I, am I coming to this conclusion? Am I making this decision the thing that I think I should do? Do I think I should do it because I fear something or because I love something or someone? And yeah. I, that that drives how I make decisions. And so I, I love that that's a component of what you're talking about here, Friday Night Media. So what's tell me about the model. What how are we starting? How are we growing? What's what's next? What's so coming? I think so what's gonna happen right now is I've got a graphics designer who's gonna be delivering some um, high resolution yeah. logos and some banners um, to get everything set up. I've already got the website bought um, and I'm gonna be doing a rebrand of some of my social, my own social medias. Um, you know, cause for mm -hmm. me, I'm gonna be honest and this is my other way of giving back. I've always, my brand for many years has always been my name, right? And right. 
I don't know how I feel about that anymore. I'll tell you the truth. Um, Interesting. You know, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm full of myself, but I, I don't think, um, you know, Tony Gebhardt, that whole thing, right? Uh, I, I want it to be Fright Night Media by Tony Gebhardt. Hmm. You know, so it's, 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 it's not me per se, but it's, it's me with a name. Um, That's so interesting. I want it to be more of an umbrella. I've never heard of a a musical concept like that before. Yeah, and I mean, I I think by music, you know, I think music is just a branch of the is is in a lot of ways is a branch of the of the company because, you know, Tony Gephardt. I mean that that part's never going to change with the albums, with the the, with the podcasts, you know, Tony Gephardt show and all that. But um, TonyGephardt.BandCamp.com. That's right. There you go. TonyGephardt.com where you can get all the music, the podcast. Join the Discord community, by the way. Yeah. Yes, Fright Absolutely. Night and Friends. That is now live and we're at <laughs> 40 people right now. So let's, That's let's see that. I know. I'm so excited. Respect for that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited. People are getting together and uh, just want to create a space where uh, people can share their music and share um, you know, their thoughts and philosophy and support each other. You know, that's... That's my way of giving back. That's how I want to. Yeah, that's incredible. I, I love that you're doing this because, you know, it's always a mission for me to surround myself with driven people who are, you know, creatives who have empathy, who are always looking to build a community and, and give back to the communities that they came from and the communities that built them. Um, and so I, I love what you're doing. Um, and I think that's just that's an amazing way to give back um and i I think i think you're doing amazing things um thank you and because and i believe that people who do amazing things should also uh be able to have a comfortable life and not live out of a box so how is fright night media making money where's the where's the company part of it that part i'm developing pay you for the great thing you're doing Yes, so that part I'm working on right now, um, and I'm going to be uh, consulting a financial advisor about. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I can't give a lot of answers right now because I don't I don't know. But what I do know from the research that I have been doing um, is through advertisement campaigns um, and sponsorships. Yeah. So providing organizations and agencies an opportunity to promote their content on mine. Um, that's what I, I, I love to do that. Cause you know, that's another way of giving back. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I've also thought about going the Patreon route, um, mm. as well. I've seen the success of that. I do have a template built, um, and hope to see that excel in the next six months. So a lot of things are based amazing, on risk, man. you know, yeah, it's, it's all based on risk. And, you know, to be honest yeah. with you, the thing that I'm proud of is there's not much to lose with a mm-hmm. digital company like this that um doesn't have excessive overhead except for you know maybe um subscriptions for um storage for website hosting for you know um advertisement and things of that nature you know that's maybe a few hundred dollars a year sure you know so absolutely and and in the grand scheme of things that's you know that's not a lot yeah and and you're following a very similar life model as as the one that i am which is you know we have a primary job we've got our our nine to five 
which yes. keeps food on the table. It keeps it keeps us funded. Um, and, yes. And I, I, I think I speak for you as well when I, we say that we're we're not only fortunate to have things that we're really passionate about that we're doing every day, but also the work that we do um, as the nine to five to fund our lives is also something that yeah. that we're really passionate about. Yeah. So fortunate that you know I, I hear so many so many struggling musicians who who are like man i hate my job i'm just working this shit job it's it's miserable i can't wait to leave and do music full time and it's I, i'm so lucky to love what i do amen that makes amen, me money brother. and love what i do that I'm yeah building and, and, and that's that's, that's like it doesn't happen often right you know so we no, like we're so lucky in that and and you know i think that's that there's another thing right practice gratitude Absolutely. We like yeah. grateful to have that, you know, and in, in my job, I'm a teacher, right? I teach technology and work with youth and I uh, put yeah. together programs with a team, um, you know, to provide them employment opportunities, mentoring and writing resumes and things like that, you know, and truth is, mm -hmm. um, you know, Fright Night Media to me is, you know, do I expect to make an excessive amount of money off of it? Absolutely not. I don't. It's I hope not. You do, though. I, I I mean, hey, I hope so too. <laughs> it would be yeah. pretty groovy. Oh, um, of course. But uh, you know, same. It's kind of like with you and Venom. You know, um, it's a passion. It's a it's a way to fill my time, to be able to give back to other people um, who need you know a goofy, obnoxious person to listen to for an hour, <laughs> or something like that. You know. Yeah, everyone needs that. Yeah, it's so much fun. And, yeah, you know, man. And, I love that we're both in education as well. Yeah, I that's really for, cool. I love that. And I how's Precious doing, that, by the way? I know she got um, a music teaching job not too long ago. Oh, yeah. So she she's a preschool teacher. Um, she's now doing uh, Spanish and music, music enrichment classes uh, at, a, at a preschool here. Um, and she's also, I mean, really pushing in the in the, the music career i can't talk about too much right now we'll we'll be at the grammys in a couple of weeks uh for ramped recording artists and music professionals with disabilities so really stoked to be in la with her um promoting ramped and promoting the music that we make together and and everything that she works on um congratulations and, you know, by the so way on that My God. thank you man that is just thank so you, cool thank you so much you know, yeah that's something to be I, proud of i am I, I'm I'm so blessed uh, to have. I don't even have the words to describe how incredible. I mean, Precious is is my best friends. But we work together and we make we create together um, and we lift each other up in so many ways. And I I think it's just there's nothing like that, man. I'm, I'm so so grateful for it. Um, we're, we're in a band together. For Christ's sake! There's, yeah, I haven't yeah. even got to talk about the bands yet. I know. The, um, yeah, so I'm so uh, lately these days I'm in two bands right now. Um, one my is called Midair Decision. You can find us on all social media: Twitter, Facebook, <clears throat> Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we are Midair Decision everywhere. Um, we'll have some music coming for you soon. Um, describe ourselves as trap fusion so we're a six-piece band um we've got a rapper we've got multiple vocalists um bass drums percussion keyboards guitar just such a full diverse sound 
Um, but so they incorporate those elements of the band sound with you know modern trap music, um, and then also just actually started a band called the Blues Pilots. Um, and we, I mean, we're so new. We don't even have, we don't have socials yet. We don't have, we don't have any of those things. Um, <laughs> we, we met in a, doing a gig a couple months ago and we're going to be a, an instrumental quartet, um, playing jazz fusion blues. Mm, um, mm, mm. and so more coming about the blues pilot soon. I love Look it. out for, for both of those, man. Very, very excited and, and very honored to be working with such amazing musicians. I mean, Midair Decision was something that started very intentionally. Um, that you know, Precious and Question ATL and I came together, and we wanted to pick high quality, incredible caliber musicians to start a long term, you know, successful project with. You know, we've got such big ambitions for Midair Decision, um, and we. We're actually getting together in in two weeks for a writing and recording session, uh, put some music together, uh, which I'm so so excited about. Blues Pilots was an accident. It it happened because Precious actually got four. She put a band together of Berkeley musicians in uh, for a charity show in October, and the four of us loved playing together so much that uh, after the gig was over, we we broke off and did some jamming and and formed the blues pilots oh so man just be open to those opportunities because they're oh my gosh it'll be a yes it, man it just blows me away you know be a yes man as, as they say take the opportunities well we've been talking yeah. for over an hour already oh my gosh yeah that's literally amazing. we've been talking for over thank an you hour for the time i know thank, thank you, you for the, for the energy, time man. yeah Absolutely. i, I knew this like would happen your I just ended up interviewing you, I feel like. I, I know. I, that, that was really funny. Well, you know what? Um, we'll flip the script. Yeah, exactly. You, you should be the guest on your own podcast in a few months. I, I, I'll come I don't know back about that. You. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, really quick, before we get out of here today, um, you know, one of the things I always ask guests at the end of the show is really, yeah. you know, coming from a person with a disability, right? You know, because that's one of the themes yeah. on this show is, you know, talking about perseverance and um, advocacy, accessibility, and, and themes like that seem to, you know, flow like a current in our, in our group. Um, what piece of advice would you throw somebody who's in that moment of stagnation, right? Who's stuck and doesn't know what their passion is right now? What would, yeah. you, what would you throw at them other than a tomato? Do that. <laughs> I love tomato. I wouldn't waste a good tomato. I know, especially no a cherry way. tomato. Chop that thing up and put oh, those it in the salad. I know. Absolutely. I, I love that. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about this because I've been so fortunate um, and in some ways, I guess, unfortunate because I never, I don't know how to sit still and relax. Um, <laughs> Same. Very much. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, if you're in a space where you you would you would say that you're stagnating or, or that you're not achieving what you want or you don't even you don't even really know what you want, I think I think go what I would do is go back to the basics and say, who are the people that I admire and why? Who do I think 
I want to be like them when I grow up. And, and why, what do they do that makes you feel that way? And start building that day by day. You know, I, there's, we're in 2023 right now. And, you know, I think some people, it's been going around this idea that like nothing is original. Um, and I think, I don't know if, I don't know how I feel about that necessarily, but I think nothing comes without inspiration. And so if you're, if you're building in someone's footsteps, you're not copying them. You're not a, you're not a rip off or a leech. Um, as if your intentions are to be inspired by someone who has made a contribution, even if you don't even know them, if there's someone who you look at and you're like, this person has made an impact and done an amazing thing. And in my life, I want to do a quarter of that, you know, study, you know, studying isn't academic journals. Studying is listen to interviews, uh, study what you like, what you're passionate about, what you care about. Um, I've spent a decade um, as an amateur audio engineer, and I've actually gotten gigs from it because it was something that I cared about so much that I did it for free. When I was in middle school, I just started just screwing around in Gold Wave and figured out how to put concerts together, how to build live audio from the ground up, how to make compilations, just because it was something that I thought was cool and interesting. And I wanted to build the coolest concert that I ever heard. Um, and I wanted to take all the coolest moments. So even if you have just a, just a hobby that seems so dumb, that takes hundreds or thousands of hours of your time, like mine, like I've gotten paid for that work now, just because it's knowledge that I have. And so when you, when you build that up, don't be afraid to jump in out of your depth a little bit mm. and say, you know, I've been screwing around in gold day for a few years and somebody's looking for, looking for someone to mix a song or looking for some, I can do that. I've, I've been, I've been audio engineering for five years. There you go. Jump in, jump in. And it's, I mean, you will learn so much and you might screw up, uh, and you might mess it up, but that's, that's how I learned by messing up projects. I knew where I could jump in and where I couldn't. Cause you know, there are some times when you can't, when, if they need it tomorrow and you don't, you don't know the process, but you think you might know it, but they need it tomorrow. This may not be the one, right? But if you've got a week of turnaround, jump in and learn it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you'll try harder than anyone else because you want to do well. But everyone's got to, you know, you got to, you got to find that niche and you've got to be able to, to fuel it as well. You know, if you've, it's if like you've getting out of dream, the comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Getting out of the comfort zone, but also knowing how to, if a dream means enough, if a dream is important enough, um, I think it's very important to, to understand that to a certain extent, stagnation is a will is a matter of willpower. And so if there's something in your way, if it's, if it's money that's in your way, for example, um, cause money was in my way for a long time, I had to work, you know, I, uh, something I didn't get into, uh, very much. And I would, I would love to talk about this in the future. Cause it's a huge part of yeah, my story. It'd be great to have you on the show when, again. I think that, yeah, that's I was definitely 16, a part two. Definitely. Absolutely, man. <laughs> my, my son was born when I was 16. It was totally not expected. And, uh, for case and I had to work. 
I had to get a job and make money so that I could help contribute to give him the life that he deserved. Um, and you know, that, that really took away from the time that I could read and game and fuck around with my friends. Um, but making those sacrifices for the dream, um, as long as you're doing it in a way that's reasonable, it keeps you humble. Um, and it keeps you, it keeps you passionate and thriving. And I'd be, I'd be happy to have this conversation with anyone. Um, cause I know we're over time, but, uh, you know, always look for nothing is dumb. No idea that you have is, is ridiculous or stupid. If you can build that thing, there will be a demand for it at some time in your life and you'll, and you'll find it. So, so um, does that mean that I, I can, uh, dance and, and sing to poker face naked on the roof? I hope so. Okay. Good. I hope that's Me what too. that means. Me too. Thank you. There will be a demand. At some for point it. in your life, there will be a demand for it. I exactly. absolutely. <laughs> there will be a demand for it. It 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 might be from Venom. We oh, might be seeking. Okay, that. there you go. An all stars. That that'll be an all stars uh, appearance right there. <laughs> all star jam. Tony Gebhardt naked on the roof. I know. There you go. Well, Shane Lowe from Venom.fm. Um, this has just been an amazing conversation. I expect nothing less. Um, and, uh, if you guys are, uh, interested in subscribing to the podcast and you haven't yet, tonygephardcom slash podcast and leave a review, please. Internet points uh, for review whatever it. reason, it just happens Run that way. Um, and of course, venom.fm, check out the station, the podcast, Thank everything you, that Shane is doing. So many Thank different things going. We are mid-air decision everywhere. Mid-air mid decision. decision. Yes. The new music. Thank you, Shane. This is the Tony Gephard show. GreatNonprofits.org is a 501c3 nonprofit. Great Nonprofits helps people focus on making good giving decisions based on socially sourced feedback and reviews. Go to www.greatnonprofits.org and type in your zip code or city to find a charity or nonprofit near you that you can help.